Satnam, I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. So if anyone here wants to be a last minute sign up, we start our teacher training level one program tomorrow evening. And uh, we're going to have a great nine months or ten-ish. I think it's nine months, ten weekends. Every moment that takes place in your life stimulates a response from your life in order to engage your life with life. Our default sensation, the one that takes place by the nature of our nature, is not always the sensation that we want to use in a moment. And those who are very successful in their life generally are those who are consciously successful in their life, are generally those who have discovered that the default is the container of the moment but your choice is the content of the moment. So if you don't make a choice as to what you're going to project either into or from a moment, you're simply working from your default. You're working from the container, not the content. The container of a moment oftentimes is influenced by your physical history in this lifetime and your genetic history that gave you the body of this lifetime. So your ancestry and how that DNA is influencing the glands and organs that make up the peptides and the hormones that cause your feelings, your sensations, your opinions, your emotions, and ultimately your attitude. Now, life, particularly in the 21st century, is moving so rapidly that you can't just sit there with each moment 
And so what you'll want to do is pre-program your choices so that you're not led by your default reaction, but you are actually using your default reaction as a container to deliver the content which you then use as fuel to project either into or from a moment. And this is the entire science of consciousness in a metaphor. How successful you are in deciphering what is your default will demonstrate how successful you are in learning how to navigate from your default to your choice, your choice of projection. We all have a variety of influences that are influencing that default. So close your eyes for just a moment. You're going along and you receive some information. It's either personally disappointing, culturally disappointing, globally disappointing. Being in touch with your true default is important because it's your, it's your ground, uh, zero point. We're not saying, oh, I wish my default was different. No, what is your default? Personally disappointing, culturally disappointing. In other words, it's, it's disappointing you as a man or as a woman or as a or as a yogi, or as a millennial, or whatever it is. And it's also globally disappointing. What is your default? How do you feel? Where do you feel it in your body? And how does that feel? Look back in history. Conjure up a sensation, conjure up a condition, and then what is the sensation? What is the emotion? So open your eyes. Now, with your eyes open, what is your preferred? So that's your default, that's the container. Your preferred will be the content. And the pathway between your default and your preferred is the pathway of your activity. So with your eyes open, don't necessarily look at a person that's not just kind of gaze off into the space above you, 
and conjure up a preferred, a choice, a projection. What is that? And now, breathe that in. Close your eyes. Release the breath. With your eyes closed, study the difference between your default and your projection. You can study it as if you visualize it. You can study it as if you're listening to it being described, whether you're optical or auditory. Or you can study it by feeling it, if you're t- more tactile. Guru Guru Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Guru Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru Guru Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru Guru Vai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru with your palms. Open your eyes and then slowly move your palms forward. What we're expressing with this mantra is we're expressing our location in space. It's a proprioception because in reality, in infinity, There's no location. Infinity cannot have a location. Scientifically speaking, mathematically speaking, infinity has no location because it's simply infinite. It can't be measured. And a location requires measurement. And so what you're doing with this mantra is you're expressing a location in the midst of no location, which is 
what you do when you try to achieve your center point, your balance point. Because there is no such thing as your center point. But there is this sensation, this proprioception that you experience a sensation of gu and ru. Gu is the darkness of infinite void. Ru is the light that manifestation produces in the darkness of the void. So ru is the light of manifestation in the darkness of parusha. Prakirti in parusha in the Sanskrit. And then Ra Ma Dasa is that you are in this location with a Ra, a sun, a Ma, a moon, a Da, an earth, and a Sa, the breath of life. Guru Guru Wai, Guru Guru Ram Das, Guru Guru. And so those are syllables that yogis have found over thousands of years of experiential asana, experiential kriya, experiential methodology, that they have found those are the syllables that give you the sensation in all of the noise that your brain will create. If you take all of that and focus it into Guru Guru Wai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Wai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru 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 Wai Guru Guru Ram Das Guru that all of a sudden you begin to give the sensation of your location without location. Your default is your root. Your projection is your fruit. What's in a fruit? Seed. What's in a seed? Infinity. Every seed contains a plant. Every plant contains more seeds. More seeds contain more plants, and on and on and on and on and on, but it comes from a seed. So that seed produces infinity. So when you get your default, see, most people live in their default. My default is an interesting one. I'll just be very transparent here. My default is sadness with a touch of dread. <laughs> really, really earthy stuff. You know, like I could have used an S word, but I didn't want to. You know? But Yogi Bhajan always said when that S word happens, plant in it. Don't consume it. Very important because most people go, aww, aww, aww. I guess that, that's, that's over the top, but that, that is what, if we dwell in it, we're doing this, right? So my default is sadness with a touch of dread. And that touch of dread is dreadful. Seriously dreadful. 
but it's not like overwhelmingly dreadful, but it is quite sad. I wrote it down because I needed to remember it. My, my choice, my projection, is consistent, resilient accuracy. So my roots are in sadness with a touch of dread. If my roots were in enthusiasm, I'd never grow. What the question was, when you receive personal disappointment, correct? Cultural or social disappointment. Global disappointment. Anybody getting any personal, cultural, or global disappointment these days? Or did they send me to the wrong room? You're all going, no, man, everything is great. You know, like, what, what world are you in, Guru Singh, right? No, we are all experiencing considerable disappointment, aren't we? Anyone who is paying attention. One time Yogi Bhajan said, if you're not depressed, you're not paying attention. <laughs> That's my container. That's my root. And the roots are in darkness, growing towards a deeper darkness, aren't they? Roots do not grow toward the light. Your flowers and your fruit grow toward the light. Your seeds grow toward the light. But if you have roots that grow toward the light, they will dry out and you will perish. Unfortunately, what happens is that people live in their default. And then what do they do? They react based on their default. You just made me so sad. Isn't that the statement? You upset me. Now we have what Yogi Bhajan called intertwined neurosis. Because if I claim that you've upset me, you're going to claim something dissimilar to that. Dissimilar to that. You're going to protect yourself. Or you're going to play with me and go, aww, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. And now we're both stuck in it. Because I'm dreadfully sad and you're feeling sad. And I'm getting your sympathy, which causes me to become addicted to expressing how disappointed I am in what you've done. Right? Whoever the you is. And I'll go through my life and it'll happen because it has to. It's the nature of nature. It's the nature of human nature particularly. And what is happening in today's world is that there is not enough feminine energy and there's just way too much masculine energy. And what Ma <laughs> Yogi Bhajan once said that a woman goes through PMS once a month and a man goes through PMS every day.
you know, you think about it. What do men require? Logic. They require that it be dependably predictable. And what does a woman require? Breath. A woman requires breath. Because she knows that half of the universe is predictable and half of the universe isn't. And in order for her to work with both halves of the universe, she requires the breath of life. So, men go around being extremely disappointed. And because the masculine goes around being sincerely and completely disappointed, and the women go around wondering why, and then because the women aren't going around extremely disappointed, the men, the masculine energy, blames them for not upholding their side of the deal. You're not joining me in this. Don't you understand? So the men live in their default more than the women do. Because the woman, the, the man is the now, and he lives in the default of now. But the womb of the man, the womb of the man, the womb is the future. And so the, the woman, or the woman, the feminine, is projecting out where there is other possibilities besides what is. And so then the man blames her for not paying attention. But in fact, she has greater attention. Because from the what is, she's figuring out the what, it, the what can be. That is the womb. The womb takes the what is and produces the what can be. The womb is the fruit. The man is the root. So if the root is blaming the fruit, This is a crazy tree of life. <laughs> and we just watched it unfold on an international stage. I have clients from all over the world that I Skype with on a weekly basis, and they're all saying, what's wrong with you people there? And it's hard to say, we're not in charge. <laughs> we've been stolen. We've been kidnapped, you know. Like, because it's not just here. I mean, here it's on media. But it's taking place globally. The root isn't honoring the fruit. And yet the job of the root is to produce the fruit. 
Turn to the person next to you. Tell them your default. Turn to the person next to you right now. Just tell them your default. Go on. Come out with it. Make a threesome or a twosome. And now, tell them your choice of projection. That default is your root. Explain to them your fruit. What is your seed projection? Mine was consistent, resilient accuracy. Go ahead. Tell them what, your, what it is. Make sure you both or all three speak. And over time, your root, your default won't change, but your projection can. You can change your fruit. Inhale. Exhale. Now, he, Yogi Bhajan gave us a meditation that we would do. And the mantra that we just used was the mantra. And the mudra that we just used was the mudra. And basically what it is, is for you to define the pathway. What happens between the root and the fruit? What happens? Huh? Yeah, but that's what is between them. But what happens? What happens? There's circulation. Right? There's circulation. And those who have studied trees recognize that trees are extremely intelligent. That they actually have a heart and the circulation is phenomenal. Uh, is it the hidden life of the hidden life of trees, right? The hidden life? talks about how they have these relationships. Most of the relationships of trees are in their roots. That they are communicating to each other their needs. And that great old growth forests have an actual banking system that is not a uh, debt system, right? It's not a debt economy. It's a value economy. Anybody with value will search anything that has less value and they will share. How's that for conscious awareness, huh? And another great book to read is called Mycelium Running. Mycelium Running is about the mycelium, which is the fungus that lives beneath the forest floor and how this is the forest banking system, that the mycelium will run, the largest living creature that they've noticed on Earth is a 2,000 acre mycelium, single, single fungus, that is in the old growth forest of the state of Oregon. 
And what a mycelium does is it runs through the deep forest, which is extremely dark. It's devoid of sunlight in many instances on the forest floor because of the big trees, etc. But the mycelium runs through rivers, under rivers, where sunlight gets down to. It also runs through meadows where sunlight gets down to. And so that's where mycelium brings sunlight to the baby trees because they don't get any sunlight. So all of the nutrients of sunlight are invested into the mycelium and it transfers it to the baby trees so that the baby trees can grow up until they reach sunlight, right? So this is the way true nature works. True nature does not have competition to the degree that we do. We compete for everything. True nature has compatibility and grace. And what we want to do is we want to begin to get in touch with, not live in our default. How many people find that they get, and I'll raise my hand too, how many people find that they oftentimes get stuck in their default? Absolutely. If you don't raise your hand, you're either lazy or lying. <laughs> because the default, it, being stuck in your default is supported by every living human. Not every living creature, every living human. Check it out. Disappoint your dog. Disappoint your dog or your cat. Come back 10 minutes later. Are they disappointed? No. No way. No way. They're in their fruit. Hi, hi, hi. What's up now? You've been forgiven. You know? It's like, whoa. That's where we have to live. Forgiving our disappointers is giving ourselves forward to now, giving ourselves forward to man. Because man, man, man means now. It also means the coordination between the man, which is the brain, and the man, which is the hand. But that coordination takes place in now. So it has multiple meanings. Forgive something that doesn't exist in the now so that you can get all of your energy into the now. And then project into the fruit, that which is closest to the, to the life, sport, life source, the sun. And then if you start to do this, if you start to mimic your life around nature's way of working, with all of the other animals, all of the other plants, if you start mimicking your life around that, then what takes place is that you begin to move into what the Buddha said is the base of all emotions, joy. And when you move into the base of all emotions, which is joy, you begin to enjoy another's joy. 
And that's the definition of love. The definition of love is to enjoy another's joy. The sensation that takes place when you enjoy another's joy is a phenomenon. It's incredible. Have you ever had somebody laughing and you go, what's so funny? And they're laughing and they can't talk because they're laughing. And then pretty soon you just start laughing. It's, contag it's a contagion, yes? And you have no idea why they're laughing. Now you're laughing. So you have no reason to be laughing, but you are. And so then if you fight it, you won't be in love. But if you enjoy it, if you release into it, if you surrender to it, you fall in love, in the moment. And what that surrendering does is it allows you to become vulnerable because love is actually an ocean in which life dwells. So when you become vulnerable, you've removed all of the other elements and you're in that joy. And in that joy, you're experiencing another, you're enjoying another's joy. And in that, you experience that love, the ocean, because you're not defending yourself. Wow. We don't need to be anti-anything. We don't need all the medicines that we're, that we're requiring. Human beings have created industries out of unconsciousness. Entire industries out of unconsciousness. And none of the industries are saying, here, take this and you will be more conscious. They just say, hey, take this, you'll be less upset. I don't want to be less upset. <laughs> That's like saying, here, take this and you'll have less gravity. A lot of good that does you. And the less gravity you have, the less you can move around. You must work so that you can determine which part of the wave that you're going to spend some of your time on. You can spend it in crisis, in depression, in struggle, in determination, in ease. In crisis, in depression, in struggle, in determination, in ease. Now you spend all of your time in ease, you're not going to do very well. You have to learn how to be in crisis. You have to learn how to be in depression. You have to learn how to be in struggle. You have to learn how to be in determination. And then with that complete balance on the wave of time, you then determine, okay, I'm gonna be in ease. I would advise you not to be in ease while you're driving your car. <laughs> I would advise you to be in determination. Because in determination, 
you will stop for the red light. In a complete state of ease, you may just think it's a pretty color as you pass through it. So there's a reason your default will have you stopping. Your fruit may have you continuing. And so you need to know when to use each one, when to use each part. And you also ultimately need to know, and this is what we learn in level one. Boy, was this a great advertisement. <laughs> you also ultimately can learn how to determine if you're feeling something or you're not being able to overcome something or you're not being able to achieve something, you can learn what part of this equation are you stuck in. Because you're not stuck. You're partly stuck. But by being partly stuck, you're not going to be fulfilled. So you don't want to go, oh man, I'm so stuck, because that's a gross generalization. You want to say, ah, oh, hmm, my liver heat is firing consistently, but my diaphragm is rigid consistently, so my liver heat isn't getting through to my lungs, thymus, and heart. Ah. Because I'll tell you, my fruit and your fruit and all of our fruit is coming from here. It's coming from here. Not so much here. This is just part of the equation. But your fruit, your root comes from here. Your fruit comes from here. And in order for the fruit and not just the root of your life to be active, the diaphragm. That's why in Kundalini Yoga, as taught by Yogi Bhajan, a lot of breathing, a lot of breathing, a lot of pranayama, a lot of breathing, a lot of movement of this area in here. Because this is the differentiation between your root and your fruit. This is observing how much root, how much fruit, how much root, how much fruit, how much root, how much fruit. This head brain is observing that. This heart brain is giving that fruit. This gut brain is focusing your root. The ma, the sa, and the uh, the Messiah, the balance. When you go through your life tomorrow, not the next day, but tomorrow specifically, I want you to experience the root, the projection, the fruit, and the observation. And recognize that when you have this balance, when you're going through life and you have this threefold balance, you're really delicious. You're really, really delicious. 
You experience the world in disappointment. You experience the world in your evaluation, in your consistency, in your, I'm going back to mine, which was consistent, resilient accuracy. I think I'm going to take the accuracy and turn it into intuition. You know? Accuracy has a connotation that's kind of like strict and rigid, but I want to be consistently, resiliently intuitive. That's my thing. And I'm sticking with it. But I'm also sticking with my sad dread. Yeah? Because that's what gives me my, my deep platform to launch from. That's what you have to honor. You have to honor that default that comes in and, you know, grabs a hold of you and makes you feel like, <clears throat> like a root. <clears throat> And then you have to go, thank God I have roots. Hmm? Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there. 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, a breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11-minute meditations which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.